Welcome everybody to the Up is Up Enduro podcast. I'm your host, Alex Grace. In today's episode, we talk to racers from round one of the Sear Hard Enduro series, COVID Crusher 3.0. The Sear Southeastern Extreme Riders is an off-road motorcycle series based out of the Southeast United States. The fast-growing series draws in some of the best off-road riders in North America and continues to be a fan favorite. The series follows a European class format where racers choose from four classes, iron, bronze, silver, or gold. Bronze and iron ride 95% of the same track as silver and gold, but they bypass some of the most extreme sections. These course splits have been incredibly popular for riders like myself, who are still developing their skills, and let's face it, the courage to hit certain obstacles. Our guests on today's episode are iron class rider Jeff Fincher, bronze class rider Gary Wepdale, silver class rider Marty Robbins, and gold class rider Robert Cornwell of Cornwell Racing. We talk to each racer about their race and hard enduro in general. Thanks for tuning in and remember, up is up, down is down, over is over. If the bike makes it, it counts. All right, Jeff, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, I can hear you. Let me see. Oh, hold on. Speaker. All right, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Awesome. All right, buddy, well, I appreciate the call. Um, t- give me, give me, give us a little rundown. How was, uh, actually before we get started, um, let's give the people a, your, uh, kind of a background. How, how long have you been riding dirt bikes or racing hard enduro? Man, I've been riding dirt bikes for about probably two and a half years now. Um, I rode some as a kid, but I haven't ridden since my early twenties. I'm 45 now and just got back into it. So I got back into, uh, I got into riding trials bikes and dirt bikes about, yeah, probably about three years, two and a half years ago, something like that. And ha- and how long of that time, when was your, when was your first hard enduro? Uh, my first hard enduro was uh, last year's COVID Crusher. Okay, nice. So I rode one season with Sear last season. I missed one race, I think. So it's all my racing experience, pretty much. Gotcha. So, how, you have, have you done any like a, a XC races or anything like that? Uh, I've done a couple, um, but I've done the twenty-four hour race, and I've done a couple of uh, normal uh, XC races too. But the majority of my focus has been put into to trials and hard enduro. What's uh what what uh bike are you riding right now? What's your enduro bike? Beta 300. Okay. Uh, call, uh, uh, what year? It's a 20. Okay. Awesome, dude. And what's your trials bike? Uh, I've got a TRS 250 right now. Do you, do you get out on that a lot? Yeah, man. I ride the TRS like uh, just about every day, at least just in my yard. Uh, <laughs> this is a fun thing about a trials bike, you know? You don't need a whole lot of land. Right. Exactly. I bought a, I have a trials bike, but I, I'm, Unfortunately, I'm the opposite. I barely ride it just because, you know, even the small amount of room that I have in my backyard and stuff, it's like, it's, it's tough for me to get a ride. Plus I don't have anybody to ride with, but I've been meaning, yeah. I've been trying to ride it more and more. Hopefully I get to ride it more this year. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to stay motivated with you. You don't have people riding with you. So uh, t- tell us about your race this weekend. How did the race go for you? Uh, it was awesome, man. Um, definitely probably one of my favorite seer races yet. 
Uh, I really liked the four hour format. Um, I wasn't real sure about it while I was racing. <laughs> so I was kind of wishing it was over, but, uh, especially for both of us in like iron class and probably bronze class too. I know last year, one of my, I kind of feel like there needed to be more checkpoints, but, uh, just cause like we struggle so much. Um, but I think that four hour time limit really made up for that. <clears throat> I felt like the, uh, the checkpoints were, were perfect this year. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and the course is awesome. I love they included some of the harder sections for the iron class too, because me, especially like, I'm not a fast woods rider. I don't come from a woods racing background and, you know, everything I do is slow. <laughs> so I kind of like the, the technical, the more technical part of it. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I'm not, not a fast guy. I don't, I don't even have a want to really be a super fast guy. So kind of the <laughs> yeah, slower stuff is, yeah. is more what I'm about now. So last year, you know, their, their course was, I can't remember if it was, it was like eight miles or 10 miles and they shortened it this year, kind of took some of the fluff out. Um, did you notice that at all, or was it kind of all a blur? No, I definitely noticed that. Um, I mean, last year, I don't, I don't think I even completed a full lap, and I know it just felt like it was forever. Now, of course, it was also my first hard enduro, and uh, I have improved over the course of a year. Uh, not a ton, but a little bit. But yeah, I, I liked it. I liked the way it was. I'm. I was very pleased with the the length of the course and the the checkpoint spacing. I thought that was perfect. What about were there? How were the bottlenecks and stuff this year? Was it? I know last year, not necessarily in bronze and iron, it was an issue. But I know they had kind of an issue with gold and silver last year. How did this year work out? Oh uh, yeah, this year was way smoother. Um, they made they made a really smart choice with the start of the race, kind of bypassing that first hard section. Um, to help people get spread out. I mean, iron class is always, you're always running the bottlenecks because you start last. So the, the entirety of the bronze class is in front of you. Right. And so, <laughs> you know, and those are the biggest classes. And I mean, those two classes combined usually have, you know, 60, 70 people in them. Right. So, you know, iron class, you're, you're going to run into the bottlenecks. It's just, it's part of it. Uh, but yeah, I thought this year was way better. Um, so I thought they did a, a good job of of setting it up for success, and uh, and I probably did a little bit better job managing it myself. So how so, many how many checks did you get this year? Uh, I got four checks this year. So you did a lap and a checkpoint. Um, yeah, I guess well, I did, did two laps because we skipped the checkpoint. That's right. On the first one, yeah. So. Yeah, it was like two laps or however that's, that worked out. That's awesome. That That's a big improvement from, you know, last year doing a lap. And from what I've heard, because I, I wasn't able to make it to this year's, but I know last year is still in my mind because of how slick and nasty it was. And all the videos and pictures and people I've talked to said that this year was pretty much just as slick, even though, you know, less rain. But it looked nasty out there. Gosh, it was funny, man, because I thought it was going to be dry. Because, um, yeah, last year it was super wet. And, you know, I, yeah, I thought it was going to be dry this year. But I guess when you start running all those bikes over the course, they just kind of, you know, 
it dug down to the moisture and then it spread it all over every rock on the course. So yeah, it was slick. It was definitely slicker than I thought it was going to be. Um, so yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty proud to, to give the two laps in. Yeah. That's, so, that's especially for that course. Yeah. Man. Yeah, definitely. That's, but, that's I a mean, huge improvement. I've worked on it. I've, I mostly, I haven't been riding a ton in the off season either, but I've been in the gym a lot. So that helped me a lot. So. That's huge. Cause I've been yeah. a couple of people I've talked to, you know, we all, we all, I think this is everybody in the sport. We kind of catch our stride mid to late season, just because if you're racing the whole series or racing all, all year, the first one's always rough. But once you're towards the end of the season, it gets a little, your cardio gets up there and strength and stuff. <laughs> Right, yeah, I tried not to slack off all winter of that. I did a lot of cardio training in the in the gym and whatnot. So I felt way better during this race, even though it was four hours long. Uh, I, I still didn't feel as tired at the end of it as I as I did at the end of every race last year. So, so I know you're in. Um, you raced the Iron Class. Mm -hmm. um, what was kind of your deciding factor on? Iron versus bronze, because not a lot of people know that Sear, you know, they have the splits, obviously. Um, right. And with Iron being new last year, um, just kind of run us through what was going through your mind. Yeah, well, I mean, Iron was the obvious choice last year. I mean, I'd never even raced dirt bikes before. Um, so, you know, and much less a, a hard enduro. Uh, so it was an easy choice last year. And I'm 45. And, you know, just have never raced. So, and it was kind of a last minute decision for me last year. Some buddies were going to race it. I just jumped in there and, and did it and then got hooked on it. Um, and yeah, last year, I mean, you know, I, I, I did decent and whatnot, but I still didn't, you know, never made like a top three or anything. Mm -hmm. I didn't really ride a ton this winter. So I wanted to come back into iron and just see if, you know, see kind of where I, where I placed right. and, and how I did, you know, so I enjoy being competitive. I want to be competitive, but you know, if, uh, you know, when the time comes, I definitely want to move out of iron. I'll definitely ride another class next year. I don't know if I'll go to bronze. Honestly, I'll probably just go straight to silver. Um, just since, I do enjoy the harder riding and the technical stuff. So since iron and bronze share the same course, if I moved up to bronze, I would still be riding the exact same course right. as iron. And I kind of, you know, I, I think I'll be ready to, to just tackle some of the harder stuff. I still won't be fast on the, on the <laughs> single track portions, but I'll at least, you know, enjoy riding some of the harder parts. Now, since they they opened up some of the harder creek sections and ravines and stuff for this year, um, yeah, was was there anything that you got to that did you ever feel over your head at any point? Man, I, I loved those harder sections, and like I said, for me and the and the kind of stuff that I ride most of the time, like that, I love that. I actually I felt like I performed better on that than I did some <laughs> some of the shared course. Uh, like I said, my big struggle is, is the, is the, 
you know, what's supposed to be the faster portions of the course. Um, I was, I was thrilled that they incorporated some of the harder stuff and for all the classes. Yeah. When I, when I saw that, I was, I was pretty bummed out that, uh, that I wasn't there because we ended yeah. up last year, I think we ended up riding the next day and got a little taste of it. And we did, you know, the, um, Nico's Valley and stuff like that. So yeah, Nico's was perfect. I mean, it's not too hard, but it's just hard enough, you know? Right. And, uh, I mean, I think that was the, just the perfect amount of Nico's was put in there for, for iron and bronze. That was, uh, I was, that was definitely my favorite part of the whole course. So, uh, Sear, obviously they they're they're doing awesome. They continue to grow, um, you know. And I know that they like anything. They're looking for feedback. Is there anything about this race that maybe you felt that they could have improved on, or was it pretty good? Man, I think they improved on it so much from last year. I like the shorter. I liked the shorter distance, uh, being able to come through a pit area and, you know, have like water or whatever you need right there. Um, I really, I liked that. Uh, last year I would have said more checkpoints, but honestly, like I know they're doing everything they can and it takes manpower to do that stuff. And you don't want gold class riders going through a checkpoint every 10 minutes Right. <laughs> it takes like iron glass riders the 40 minutes to get there you know but uh but yeah i think the longer race time was a good idea to kind of to help with that situation um yeah i thought the course was it was i, I was worried it was going to be easier man honestly like i thought it was going to be dry and i walked some of the course and it seemed like it was going to be easy and i was a little worried about it i was like man it seems like it's gonna be a fast like really like a fast course and uh i was wrong i mean it was hard everywhere <laughs> <laughs> it was slick and it was just as brutal as i expect from a seer race well they're, so, they're gonna love to hear was, that yeah yeah so i was not disappointed with that at all uh so yeah like i said probably definitely one of the the best ones i've i've ran with them so i think they've uh, made some really good improvements and it, they spend a lot of time on it it shows so yeah, and going on that, kind of jumping into your uh, comment about the shorter lap. Um, yeah, I agree with you there, just because there's nothing worse than being mid-race and being 10 miles away from the truck and running out of water or if you got something messed up with your bike or something like that. So. Oh, exactly. That's, that's yeah, no, I, really, I really like that. And I mean, I had me, you know, I had some water and a few snacks and stuff stashed in the pit area, so it was nice. So, the, to know I was never too, too far away from it. Is there a, you know, I, I'm I'm pretty similar to you. I've only been riding for a few years and, you know, two years ago was my first hard enduro and I only made one checkpoint in that. And uh, so I've always kind of had it in my mind to just, you know, keep improving. And was, was there anything significant that you saw out there? Um, that you kind of feel like you need to work on? Did it, was there any eye openers like, man, maybe I need to work on ledges or I need to work on off cambers or something like that? Man, definitely. Uh, I mean, I definitely still got some work to do with ledges. 
Um, I mean, my like my main technique right now is just get a little speed and just wheelie into them. <laughs> not a bad technique. Not a bad. So you know, it's, you know, it's not real, real uh, refined. Um, but I love doing it. I love trying them. Um, and yeah, it just man those. I you know try to get faster on those jagged rocks all in a single track. Yeah. <laughs> You know, just throttle control and that stuff too, man. It's like they were so slick. Is that you know, if you hit your throttle or your brake on any of those rocks up there, you were just you know, either your front end or your back end was sliding out from under you. So it was just, it was tricky. Yeah, I, really I can only imagine. So what what's next on the docket for you, Jeff? Are you are you, are you planning on hitting the series for a whole this year, or are you gonna make it to the next race? Yeah, yeah, I plan on trying to make every one of them, um, or, you know, at least, you know, at least not miss any more than one, um, so yeah, I'm going to stick with this series and, and keep going as long as they keep putting on, uh, you know, good quality races like they're doing, I'm going to keep going. Yeah, yeah, like, like you said, I think they're doing a good job, and it's pretty exciting to kind of be part of it as it, it continues to grow every year. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, they're making race courses that are similar to the kind of stuff that we want to go out and ride anyway. So, I mean, it's it's just perfect. Right. Oh. Well, Jeff, I, I appreciate you uh, giving us a ring and, and kind of getting an insight into uh, how your race was. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, hopefully we'll see you at the next one. Oh, I def I'm, I'm going to be through hell and high water making sure I get to the next one. <laughs> All right. All right, buddy. I appreciate the call. We'll, we'll talk to you later. Bye, buddy. See you. Bye. Gary. What's up? Can you hear me, dude? Yeah. Tell, tell, tell me about it, dude. I want to hear all about it. How was your race? Um, it was good. Um, I... I feel like I did pretty good. I mean, I definitely wasn't like racing. Honestly, uh, definitely was just kind of going like trail pace the whole time, just making sure I survived. Right. Um. So I walked, we walked the track on Friday when we got there, and it was like super dry. It looked like perfect conditions, like lots of rock and like nice dry dirt. The rock looked all dry and kind of like sticky. I was like, man, like. That fresh jacks it, and I was gonna, I was gonna just fuck shit off. And then, you know, we walked the track, left, uh, stayed at a hotel in Huntsville, went back the next morning, and everything was just fucking soaked. Like, like it hadn't rained, but just I think like the extreme temperature changes, um, and like dew of the morning just like wet everything. So then, like, all the mud was, like, stupid greasy. It wasn't, like, muddy, but it was, like, greasy. And every single rock was, like, extremely slick. Uh, so it definitely wasn't, like, it definitely wasn't easy. <laughs> now, you uh, did, did you raise it last year? I did not. This was the first time. Uh, it was kind of, like, my first, like, honest attempt at a hard enduro. Um like I, you know, like Saddleback Extreme last year was my first 
the first time doing a hardened Europe, I basically like, you know, I basically, I almost didn't even like participate. I would just like ride for like 10 minutes and then watch people flounder for 20 minutes. You know, I get, I kind of just like chilled and did a lot of observation. Uh, like I didn't even make it to the first checkpoint in Saddleback um, last year. So this was, this kind of like felt like my first hardened Euro. Um, but I, I saw videos of, of last year and it looked, it looked, I mean, it definitely wasn't like, it definitely wasn't like last year kind of wet, but, uh, I mean, there was people just like fucking sliding all over the place yesterday. Um, you know, people would just like hit rocks and then just fucking like lose their bike. Yeah. That I've, I saw a couple posts on Instagram and stuff and it looked, so like a couple people that I've talked to said that like last, I don't know, they, they said last year might have been slicker, but it it was it was close, even though the conditions were better. So how many you said how many laps or how many checkpoints did you were you able to get this year? Uh, it was I guess it was five checkpoints. Um, so it was like the, I I said three laps. I think when I when I spoke to you yesterday, but I guess it wasn't really three laps. It was uh, so it was like the first lap, everyone. Um, bypass Nico's Valley. Uh, gets to like spread everyone out. Gotcha. Um, so like the first half of the first lap was like, it was like real fast, like cross country kind of terrain. You know, like flowy single track, like nothing, like not really much obstacles. And then, uh, the, the track kind of like threw you out. Um, uh into Copperhead Creek. Yeah. Um, and that was like, you went up there and then that was the first like gold bronze, uh, gold silver split and like the first checkpoint. Gotcha. Uh, so it was like, you know, you got there pretty quick uh, and like all bronze and I had to do was basically get up like one ledge and it was like, you know, maybe like three foot high ledge or something. Uh, but like it was real, like it was so wet and like greasy, you know. Was, I mean, and there was like so many, so many bottlenecks. Um, I mean, people would like just people would just like jump on the bikes like across, like, you know, like two bikes would just be dumped and then the whole trail was blocked pretty right. much. Um, and I was pretty like I was a little bit conservative and uh, not very like aggressive on kind of just like ramming into people or like you know I was, I was still kind of a bit nervous with feeling like I was like fresh doing that kind of uh racing and riding right so you know like someone would fall over and I'd, I'd kind of like be like oh are you all right like you know instead of just like fucking like riding over them um and there was, there was I like so like I, I I took my like GPS data and it's not like super accurate but I, I think I figured out I basically like was stationary for like one hour of the four hours. <laughs> like, I mean, that includes like, you know, any bottlenecks, like any like times I just had to like take a rest or like drop my bike and had to kind of regroup or like, I did like one pit stop where I stopped for five minutes to like eat a banana, or, like put some more fuel in. Right. Um, <clears throat> but like ultimately, like I never really got like stuck in anything. Like, you know, I like, handful of times I had to like retry retry a section and uh or like 
just wait for there was a couple of there was a couple of like choke points where if someone like got stuck there was literally just like you just had to wait right um like you came out in Ecos Valley and there was just there was like an uphill that went between like two giant like boulder rocks and it was just like one bike width wide so if someone got stuck on it you had like no choice but to just uh just wait for them to move like there was no work around for it and uh, now, have you, do you, have you raced like any XC races over the last year? Yeah, like that was, uh, like last year was kind of my first year, um, racing and I did like a lot of XC races last year. Uh, and that was kind of like, that was kind of my intro into doing like more technical riding. Um, cause like. After, I, did, I think I did about 15 X XE races last year, and, uh, you know, like, my main takeaway from it was, like, there was a bunch of, like, bunch of times last year where there'd be, like, kind of more difficult technical sections, like creeks or ravines or hills, and, like, that'd, that'd be, like, the most fun part of the race for me, and it'd be, like, where I'd make the most passes and, like, feel like I was doing the best, and then I'd come around the next lap and they'll taking the fuck you know taking it out of the <laughs> taking it out of the race um so like one thing that attracted to me about like you know doing the sea races is like like yeah i might i might travel five or six hours and like dnf but it's gonna like it's gonna push me and they're not gonna they're not gonna just like take away it apart because it's too easy like too hard you know it's like a, if you can't do it, then, you know, you got to go home and figure out how it would be better at doing it. <laughs> right, exactly, dude, exactly. And the, the reason I bring that up is because, you know, going back to what you said about, you know, stopping and making sure people are okay and everything, it's, it's kind of funny, like, the contrast of XC races, you know, if somebody falls over on the trail 99% of the time, you're going to, you're just blowing right by them. Like, right. it's a non-stop, you're not stopping to get a drink, you're not stopping to chat, like, it's two or three hours of just, like, you're going. Whereas hard enduro, like you said, you had an hour of time stopped, and, you know, I'm sh were there any, were there any times where you had to help somebody, or maybe they had to help you? No, no, I never got into any, like, the, I don't feel like the track was, like, that difficult where... Or at least, like, I didn't have any kind of, like, the two, the two, like, there was only, like, one, like, real, like, you know, like, Nico's Valley was probably, like, the hardest part of the, of the course. Okay. Um, like, I mean, there was other hard parts, but that was all, like, condition-related, you know? Um, well, I feel like Nico's, like, seems like it would be kind of, kind of hard, like, no matter what day it is, um, with traffic, you know, like... It was just so there was just so many bikes just like struggling. Um, I, I saw people helping each other get up there. Uh, I think I think there was there's like a there was like a kind of a dirt like workaround like that was like way harder than just like hitting the man like just straight up the middle of the ravine. And so many people. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> Uh, so many people were trying to like avoid just hitting those like big ledges um, and they were just like kind of hurting themselves by trying to like go around I guess right so so I, I saw lots of people trying to help each other 
um, it was just like a mental thing, you know, they were like trying to take an easier line, but it actually ended up being like way harder because they were doing like a greasy off camber, like, you know, kind of big, like swooping off, like uphill yeah. rather than just like, just like hitting those, hitting those. I mean, you've ridden Nico's Valley before, you know, like if you just hit it like straight in the middle, like you go up it. So last, last year they didn't have Nico's for the bronze. Uh, so, but I, I did go back the next day and partially ride and we tried a couple of the silver lines and you know it it was super gnarly so i think i know exactly the spot you're talking about because it was probably right before like a three foot ledge and then it went up to the right and kind of went up like this rooted area but yeah over the last year it's funny you bring that up like typically big big rocks and big slabs don't move so if you just hit them, sometimes yeah. it's it's better than trying to. So I know that feeling all too well. Uh, I know. So your second hardened row. Um, I believe Saddleback last year was three hours. This one was four hours. Did you, did were how do you feel about the four hours? Was it too much or not enough or how do you feel? Uh, I love the four hours because like, I mean for me. You know, like, I'm not, like, you know, I'm still, like, relatively, like, new rider and, you know, not, like, massively skilled or massively fast. Um, but I am, like, I can just, like, keep going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I think I definitely, it was probably an advantage to me, you know, because I feel like a lot, some of the dudes in, in the bronze class, uh, you know, they were better riders than me, but they hit that three-hour mark and were just like, nah, I'm done. Right. You know, like, it, it, it was just, like, I think it was, like, a, a lot of ride for some people. And, I mean, I was, like, fucking destroyed by the end of it. But I was, like, oh, I'm just going to keep on going until, you know, I got, went, I, I got to I got to the last checkpoint that I got to with, like, at, like, three hours and 48 minutes. And I was, like, okay, like, I mean, I, you know, I can't get to another checkpoint. So, but I, I pretty, you know, I, I got as close as I could to ride the full four hours. Um... I, you know, like looking at the scores, it looks like a lot of people kind of dropped off around like three ten, like around that mark. Right. Well, go, going back to the XCs, you know, you're balls to the wall basically the whole time, and you really have a hard time keeping that pace and in, in a hard enduro. You really got to pace yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was kind of something that, like, you know. I wasn't like super stoked on the XC. Like I just, I just don't get, I just don't get a ton of enjoyment out of like going super fast for like that long. Uh, like I just can't, I just can't do it. You know, it's like not, it's just not like what I like ride a dirt bike. I, I, to to I totally get it. Me, I think me and you are very similarly minded and ride with you a few times. I know we're both of us are we're pretty close to the same skill and it sounds like a mentality and stuff so uh what what bike are you riding what what bike are you on now uh right now i'm on a 22 uh bit 300 race edition and uh i know you were saying that they kind of changed some stuff on that were, are you feeling more comfortable on it or were you um did the bike yeah, how did the bike do they, they changed the they changed the motor a little bit uh like i think they increased the 
piston ball and shorten the stroke so it's like it has a little bit like less like low end hit so like on the on the 21 bet 300 i had it pretty much was just like was just in second the whole time and it was just fine and moving to this uh moving to this platform kind of had to kind of learn how to use first gear which is probably a good thing to be honest that you know like the last couple of months i've been like okay well i guess i gotta you know i gotta use first gear sometimes to get up some stuff and i think it's i think it's actually like at first i was kind of bummed out about it but now i'm like oh it's kind of it's kind of taught me how to be a little bit more mindful of uh you know of, of gear and in speed and like where to find traction and like what i need you know some like clutch, extra clutch control right uh stuff uh so you know like i was thinking about like re-gearing it and stuff like that but i'm kind of just like oh, i think it's fine just, yeah just kind of got used to it yeah so many people they buy a new bike and they just you know they put a couple grand of just everything right into it without riding it first and it's like which i get i mean i'm guilty of that too but sometimes you just need to put some hours on it and yeah it's yeah, definitely like the like the last ride I did with you at Saddleback, you know, I really kind of got comfortable like using first gear and like figuring out how to like use it without like looping the bike. And then like once that kind of starts to fall into place, you know, you're like, oh yeah, I can kind of, I can kind of get up anything now. <laughs> or I can at least try to get up anything. Right. <laughs> so, um, what's, what's next for, what's next for Gary? Is uh, are you gonna try to hit the series or, um, you got XC like races to. on the docket? I'd like to. I mean, the next race is really far away from us, so that's kind of that's a little bit uh, it's a bit of prohibitive factor. And then there's the night race, which I'm a little bit not sold on, just because I could I have really terrible uh, vision at night. So, uh, but I definitely like to go and do the the ones at the uh, trials training center. Uh, at least the what the daytime one. Uh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. That, I just want to, I just want to ride saddleback a lot more and just get better. Really, that's my kind of main goal this year. I, I I couldn't agree more. So I know this is this is only your second seer event. Um, well, really second hard enduro at all. Um, is there anything that you didn't like, whether it be the course or markers or anything like is there anything that stood out to you that maybe they can improve on honestly like i had i've had so many negative experiences with xc racing that like the c race was like such a refreshing you know like i had i didn't there was nothing that i kind of focused negatively on um yeah like i never had like i always have a point in an xc race um where I'm like, why the hell do I do this? You know, like, <laughs> like what am I doing here? And both both the Saddleback race and uh, and the uh, COVID Crusher race, like, there was no point in the four hours where, I, like, I kind of regret being there. You know, like, there was hard stuff. There was, you know, like, I was exhausted and um, stuff like that. But I was, you know, I never at any point was like, I hate this. <laughs> yep. Um, it, it, at least in a... Uh... In, in a fun factor, I guess. Yeah. Because, like uh, you said, I, I don't think there's ever been a, a hard enduro race I've done where at some point I'm like, why am I doing this? But only because it's hard. Not, yeah. Not necessarily because uh, it's not fun. 
I'm going to have to get off here, Alex, because I'm next in line to get some hot chicken at Hattie <laughs> All right, buddy, no problem. Hey, thank, thanks for the call, and we'll, we'll talk to you later. All right, bye-bye. See you. Can you hear me good? I got my uh, earbuds in. Yeah, I can, I can hear you good. So what's up, dude? Tell tell me all about it. Man, it was it was ridiculous. I mean, I know, I don't know if it was Derek Cratcher or uh, Gary, whoever posted that thing. It said that uh, there was only like one little section of flowy single track. They wasn't kidding. Most I mean, ninety percent of the time, you was either battling up a rock ravine, or I mean, when you had traction, you had traction, but when you didn't. And he was stuck. Yeah, some of some of those pictures that I was looking at today on Instagram and stuff looked pretty snotty. Oh, dude, it was like I, I, I can't even explain the, the rocks. It, it was almost like TKO sweaty rocks, but it was when the lappers went by and everybody's you know putting their rubber down on top of them rocks. I mean, it, it was like ice. I mean, you're, when you're front end. Your front tire got stuck. I mean, the rock positions, the way, the way if you didn't hit it right and you didn't, uh, you know, pivot turn, most of the time you was pivot turning just to, to get there. There was probably only two, three lines, you know, of course, rider and all them, they'll find lines out of nowhere. But, I mean, when, when, when you only had two or three lines to choose from and there was 19 people in front of you already on them, I mean, it was just, just, you know, burning out everywhere. It was ridiculous. Damn, dude. So, how many? Tell me, how how many laps did you get, or how many checks did you get? Um, I think I think Tim said when he went up there and checked. I think we got three checks. I know we did a lap. Okay. We was about middle of the pack. I think he said we got a eleventh and twelfth or something like that. So like our best showing, but you know. It was, it was no joke. And you ran. Tell, tell the. Let's give the people a little bit of a background on you. What, uh, what, what class did you run today? Uh, silver. Silver. The old man silver. <laughs> plus. Old man silver. Um, give, give us a little bit of your background. How, how long you been racing hard enduro? Uh, I think I've been racing hard enduro probably for about a year and a half like steadily. Um, I got my bike in middle of 2018. Uh, I think I met you guys, you know, that two saddlebacks ago, or was it three? Uh, I think it was three, believe it or not. So it might be, it might be two years of hard enduro then. Well, I, I think saddleback was my first ever hard enduro. Right. And that was, so that, that was towards the end of the year. So. Exactly. Probably a good year and a half solid of hit, trying to hit every race that I can, you know, and just get annihilated every single time I go. <laughs> What's, uh, you said you, you got your bike a couple years ago. What, what bike are you riding? Uh, 2018 KTM uh, 300 XCW. Nice. So they were bragging all week about the weather. What I Obviously, you just said it was slick. Other than the slickness, was it... Did it rain or was it dry or was it? It was dry when we was racing. I mean, it started sprinkling here or there uh, just a little bit. 
especially after the race, it was sprinkling a little bit, but there was no, I mean, it didn't rain, really rain at all, but I think the previous rain that they had, I mean, it wasn't like the year before where it was a mud fest. And actually, the year before, I felt like we had more traction than this year. Uh, I don't know if it, it was because you was digging, your tires were digging a lot better. But, I mean, it was it was just so slick. I mean, a hard pack, slick. The, the rocks were just insanely slick, like I said, with the lappers coming by. I mean, and everybody just, you know, burning their tires off on the rocks. I mean, it was it was mostly uphill ravines, you know, creek beds, uh, some, you know, mostly uphill, you know, dodging rocks everywhere. The, the, the single track, really, that you had was more downhill. You had some off-camera side hill action for a little bit, but most of it was just, uh, you know, dodging rocks or, you know, going over big rock ledges with a, you know, a rock right there at the bottom. I mean, you was just dodging rocks. Everywhere you went, was dodging rocks. Slick rocks, ice cubes, everywhere. So you were saying that, uh, you know, the traction might have a little bit been a little bit better last year than this year. What about, what about the course? Was it on par with the toughness? I know they, they shortened it this year versus last I, year. I think it was harder. I think it was harder this year than it was last Was there Was there any spots that you were like, had to, uh, did you ghost ride your bike at all? Was there any spots where you're like, damn, I don't, I don't know if I can get over this? There was a few. I mean, there was a few uh, coming up, uh, like I said, in those ravines. I don't know what they were called, but um, there were there were some pretty good rock ledges. And at the, there was like a tier step of rocks. You know, you might have had four foot or something. I mean, just enough to where you're, when you did get your front tire over, you had some tier, tier ledges of rocks. And if you didn't get your front tire over, I mean, you was just stuck. It was like mossy, wet flat, you know, slate, a rock, and you just could not find any traction anywhere to try to get, you know, to, to lift your front end up over, to get to get over top of it. So, so most of the time, I mean, you was ghost riding, trying to get as far as you could to reposition, to, you know, try to get in a better situation to pick a different line. I mean, some of them guys were able to, to clean it, but most of everybody was uh, – yeah, there was a lot of people who, who who did really well. I think uh, uh, Creed. I mean, he was he was rolling. He was out there teleporting. Bob was teleporting. I mean, they all did really well. Uh, Neil Durbin. I think he got fifth. I mean, a lot of them guys. Uh, Logan King. He got fifth. I mean, a lot of them guys did really well in it. But I just couldn't find traction. I don't know. I don't know if there's something up. I know my front moose is a little wore out, and I just got my suspension done, and I'm running a front gummy. I don't know if it's just too soft to where it's not, you know, letting a uh, front suspension compress to, to rebound or let the preload do its thing. There's some stuff I got to work out, but I think once I get it dialed in, check my sag and all that stuff, I'll have a better run yeah. you know, next year down there. Well, I'm I'm trying to remember last year and just remembering how slick it was, and it's some sometimes it's hard to think that there's anything that can improve how nasty it is there. But, yeah, I mean they definitely they, they hit it out of the park. 
coach here, in my, in my opinion. I mean, Derek and Gary and all them, and, you know, whoever set up the track of the course, I mean, they, especially gold and silver lines, you're, I mean, you're going to get uh, annihilated you know, 90, <laughs> 95% of the time. You're going you're to get your money's worth when you go to a Sierra event. That's, uh, I'm, I'm hoping to talk to Tim later tonight, too kind of get his perspective. I know this is going to be his first silver race. So uh, he he texted me and said he's alive and that it it was it was a Narnar fest. So it, it was it was it was no joke. That's all I can say. Well, what's what's in what's in the future for uh for Ricky Bobby Enduro? Are you you plan on hitting the whole series or are you plan on hitting the next one? What's going on? I'm going to try to hit uh, as many as I can uh the uh, AMA and the SEER. I'm going to try to do all of the SEER over the AMA, like uh, you know, the FIM stuff, but uh, definitely going to be trying to go to Groundhog in the next couple weeks. Uh, I don't think I've ever raced that one. Um, I'm, gonna try, and I'm definitely going to try to hit, you know, and my main goal is to hit every SEER race this year because they just put on one hell of an event. Right. Now, they, they've done a good job. They keep, they swear that they're getting better every year and they're getting better at it and it's just it's such a cool series to be a part of yeah definitely well marty i appreciate you taking the time with us and 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 coming on here and uh hopefully people are kind of excited to hear kind of a different perspective you know we hear we hear from pros all the time they're always posting and saying how gnarly and everything was but i think hopefully people like having more human perspective because some of those guys are just out of this world just your uh, weekend warrior, your average Joe, you know, right. work 50 hours a week and go race on the weekends and, you know, try to ride as much as I can on the weekends to to get practice before, you know, we go hit these Harvard burrows. I mean, every every time I, it seems like towards the end of the year, I'm at my peak because I'm able to race all those races and I just, you know, get better and better. But uh, for your average person to come out, just, you know, your average trail rider, I mean, these races are really uh, are going to uh, show you the skill that you need to be able to. I mean, once you run these races and these hard enduros, you go out and trail ride, run some single track. I mean, it's just not. It, it's not the same. That's the stuff's addicting. It's like a drug because you just can't. You can't find this anywhere. You know, it's uh, it's definitely a unique series and a unique uh, uh, thing they got going on. I remember a couple, this was probably a year and a half ago, you know, my, my biggest accomplishment was where the hardest riding I was doing was down at Redbird and doing that, you know, 60 mile loop. And, you know, they got some challenging sections there and everything, but I thought, you know, I can ride Redbird. I'm ready for hard enduro. And it's just insane. The jump of real hard enduro versus a gnarly trail ride. It's yeah i don't think i've ever i don't think i've ever had a hard enduro race where you don't constantly think why am i here why am i doing this yeah you, you always have a come to jesus meeting out there when you're when you're stuck and you're picking your bike up you know like you're uh doing crossfit you know what i mean it's uh it's definitely uh, the most challenging. I mean, I, I wrestled my whole life. I box. I, I've done so many competitive sports, but this is one of the most physically, mentally demanding things uh, that I've ever 
that I've ever done. And that's why I mean I really that's why I really enjoy it and you know keep coming out is because it's just uh, uh, so physically demanding. It just keeps me on my toes. It keeps me on uh, you know in, in touch with my bike and uh, so that when I go to some GNCCs or some IXCRs or you know whatever series I can hit when there ain't uh, hard girls going on. It's it's like uh, it's a totally different ball game. Yeah, that's what I've heard from a couple people that it's like that dabble in hard enduro and stuff. They say it helps a lot with you know GNCCs and this XC races and stuff like that, and vice versa. I mean, any any ride you do, I'm sure is going to help Absolutely. out the other. Yeah, well, I mean it's definitely when you know they throw in the all camber you know roots and rocks and stuff like that. And if you just run some regular hair scrambles, I mean, that's going to freak you out most of the time. When you're doing this, I mean, you just, I mean, you just barrel through. You don't even think twice about it because most of the time you're going over a four-foot ledge. You don't know what's down there. I mean, they took us down that big creek ravine. I mean, I mean, my ass was on basically my back tire trying to keep the bike from going over or me going over the handlebars. I mean, they had some gnarly stuff in there that was uh, – uh, I mean, it was it was definitely exciting. That's badass, dude. I'm I'm bummed I missed it, but at the same time, you know, seeing how slick it was and how gnarly it was and everything, it's uh, yeah, I can't be it can't be too too upset, but of course I am. But you, you bypassed a good one. Yeah. <laughs> you dodged, you dodged the bullet. I'm I'm definitely I'm I I don't care what it takes. I don't care. I'm, I'll go sell plasma or blood or whatever I have to do, but I'm gonna make it to the next one. We'll probably we'll probably end up riding down there together, honestly. Sounds good, man. Well, Marty, dude, I appreciate you taking some time and and kind of letting people know um, how it was out there. It's epic. Definitely epic. All right, buddy. Well, we'll 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 catch you later, and we we appreciate the time. Bob, what's up, dude? Not much. What's going on? What's going on? How you feeling? Oh, feeling good. So t not, t as as, not as sore as I thought I'd be. Well, how how many laps did you do? Oh, I have no idea. And, I got nine or ten checks. Yeah, that's what I, I, I remember. Exactly. And you and you're not and you're not as sore as you thought you'd be. No, no, I did a pretty good job, kind of just keeping my cool and moving, uh, just keep moving, I guess, pretty much. I never really killed myself. I think you, uh, you placed, what, fifth overall, sixth overall? Sixth overall. That's odd, dude. That's, you're, you're a machine. Yeah, I, uh, I think Drew Kirby got seventh right behind me, and... The first couple laps, he was pretty far behind, so he did some pushing to get... He ended up, I don't know, only 10 minutes or something, finish time behind me. But uh, I think he was farther back at that at, at one point, but he did some pushing and got up there. So I, I thought he would get up to me by the end and we'd have a closer battle, but didn't work out. Did you Did you have any bat battles with anybody throughout the race, or were you kind of by yourself? Not not at all. Pretty much by myself. Yeah, it's right out of the whole shot. I mean, we were all together, but kind of right after we got out of that first ravine, 
pretty much got away and yeah, stayed in sixth, I guess, the whole time. And yeah, I was hoping to find Jackson Davis. I, I figured he was in the fifth place spot, but um, never saw him, never saw him in a ravine, nothing. And looking at the finish times, he got a whole nother check than me. So, I mean, he was, that probably put him 20, 30 minutes ahead of me. Damn. So, yeah, he had, he was moving along good. I, um, yeah, I don't think there was no catching him. So, leading up to the race, the weather looked pretty good, but seeing some of the videos and Instagram posts and stuff, it, it looked pretty yes. snotty. It was, it wasn't really snotty, but it was definitely a lot more slick than I thought it would be. I mean, obviously kind of a little, little bit of walking we did and looking at stuff. We just thought you're going to go right up everything. And I mean, it was pretty easy compared to the past couple of years, but it was, like I said, definitely a lot, lot slicker than I thought it would be. So would you say last year it was easier than last year or was last year yes no it was easier than last year yes so in last year i i can't remember the exact mile count i think it was like an eight mile course something like that so they they said they shortened it this year did you yeah. notice that was there less like areas to not, breathe or not really i didn't probably didn't notice it because it was so much slicker so much more slick last year and um yeah, last year I know I went down on the first hill and broke my shifter, and I just ended up putting it in second and leaving it. I never went and fixed it or nothing, so I just kind of put it along in second everywhere. So even the straightaways and stuff, it was it was slow going. So it just seemed longer last year. Uh, and then last year I know it was three hours. This year they they did four. How how did you like the four? Uh, or did you? In, I, I really, um, my fitness isn't the greatest for four hours, so I, I honestly didn't think I would like it. I, th I think it's better for the sport because, um, like the AMAs and stuff are doing four or five hours, so it's, it's definitely better to get used to that, but I ended up making it the whole four hours, and yeah, I wasn't puking or sore or nothing afterwards, so... I guess that means it didn't push hard enough, but I was just happy I made it through the whole thing. <laughs> I don't know, dude. You got to pace yourself too, because so, once once you and, once your body's done, it's it's done, you know. And that's the thing that I kind of screw up on a lot is I push too hard early, um, wreck a lot, and then try to get back up there, and then kind of around the close to the three hour mark, die really hard. Right. But I guess kind of since I got a decent start and stayed up there out front kind of by myself i just rode my own pace and yeah never pushed overly hard i was never just kind of sitting there trying to catch my breath i i would imagine too the temperature you know being what was it about 60 60 yeah, somewhere around there yeah it was perfect perfect conditions yeah I, mean, I can imagine later this year having a four-hour race in the heat 80 yes, 90 degrees yeah. is going to be a whole different ball game yes yes and like i said it's it's definitely i'd say they need to stick with it because that's kind of what most harder hard enduros are going towards the four or five hour mark but it's just hard to train for something like that for for your average person right so um is there anything uh about 
this race that you feel Sear could have done better on? Or was there any, um, you know, specifically last year, bottlenecks were such a big deal, especially in silver and gold. Um, you know, did you hit any big bottlenecks or was there anything that out there that you'd want to change? No, not really. Everything was pretty good. And, um, they changed it so they didn't send you right up the Nico's Valley ravine right off the start. They had some nice flowy single track for a while. Um, I don't know. It was probably 10 or 15 minutes, a single track before you got into the first ravine. So that kind of spaced people out. Um, so yeah, I'd say at first kind of looking at it, it was kind of, you're thinking, well, why'd they do this when it's so dry? But like we just said, it was actually a little more slick than we thought it would be. So it, it worked out. I mean, that was definitely a smarter thing to try to reduce bottlenecks, but we never really hit any major bottlenecks. Um, on some of the laps in the ravines, I mean, you come up to, I don't know, maybe five or six kind of people crammed together, but it was easy enough to kind of make your way through them. So it was never terrible now. Um, as far as changing anything or doing anything better, everything worked out great. Uh, great. Um, yeah, they did a good job. I wouldn't change anything. So how, how many... How many hard enduros is this for you, roughly? I mean, how many how many years have you been racing oh, kind of dirt bikes? I think this is my third year doing hard enduros. Um, and I probably only have made, I don't even know if I've made five a year. The first year, I think I only did like two or three. And then last year, we tried to hit as many as we could. But I don't, I don't even think I made five of them maybe five or six so we two two sears and two or three sear and two or three um of the amas where where would tko where would this weekend's race kind of rank for you on on the toughness scale just coming from a perspective Uh, of a gold rider's perspective you know if it was on a scale of one to ten what would you put it if 10 was the hardest, I would put it kind of right in the middle, probably around a five. Um, pretty much just because, I mean, it was a fun track, but they only had the two ravines. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't take that long to get through. Um, so it it was definitely fun, like I said, but it wasn't overly hard, no. And it, it's, I'm, I'm kind of chuckling to myself because everyone that I've talked to so far it's it's just funny to hear your perspective because obviously you're you're extremely talented and you know you're I know you said your fitness isn't all up there but compared to the average Joe compared to me you know you're out kind of out of this world <laughs> so it's kind of funny to, it's funny to hear you put it at a five when everyone else is putting it at like an eight or a nine or they said it was like the gnarliest thing ever yeah yeah and I mean, obviously, uh, everybody's different skill levels and stuff too. And I, I definitely don't want you to take like it wasn't fun. It, it was an awesome course. I like, I like those ravines, and that's a different type of rock that I ever get to ride in. So it is, it's so much fun. But yeah, it's not, just not overly hard, um, but super fun. So that's what I, I saw Marty and Tim. I think both of them are in the silver class, aren't they? Yep. Yeah, they both ran silver this year. 
yeah, they they were stopped kind of, they said they were riding with each other and I stopped and said, Hey, and they both said that same thing. Like, gosh, this is tough. Yeah. They, uh, I actually talked to Marty earlier, um, got his perspective and yeah, they both, they both did a lap, took them almost the whole four hours and they said they saw you a couple times. Yeah. But, yeah. and then even like, I know you got eight or nine checks and I think Ryder, I, yeah. I mean, he's just, he's just unhuman. Yes. All, all those guys a, are. Yes. He's just another level from even me. And yeah, I'm pretty sure he lapped me twice. Yeah, I was looking at the results and saw he he put a good hurting on what you look like. Ferringer put a kept him honest most of the race, but no, Ferringer only laughed me once, and I I really thought Quinn would get Ferringer because kind of there at the beginning Quinn was doing really good and he wasn't too far behind Ryder, and they. They lapped me the first time. Uh, Ryder went by. Quinn went by. I mean, just I, it didn't even seem like a minute after Ryder went by, and uh, it wasn't too long after that I found Quinn broke down in the next ravine, and uh, he broke a chain. So obviously that put him behind quite a bit, and I guess that's when Nick caught up to him, and they were running together most gotcha. of the race. So. Um, unfortunate Quinn wasn't very happy with that, but that's the way it goes, but it definitely shows, um, well, he's, he's I definitely mean, stepped he it up this it. year when, when, when everything works right. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was right there with Ryder. Yeah. I don't know if he could have held it that long, but, um, yeah, yeah, he, uh, he was doing really good. So what, what's next for, for Bobby Cornwell, Cornwell racing? Are you going to try to make? The next one, or is it is it up in the air? It's really like a 50-50 shot. I saw the next ones right at the beginning of May. That's a pretty busy time of the year for me, so um, I hope to, but I, it probably doesn't look good unless I get rained out at work. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, that's what kind of sucks is a lot of hard enduros coming up are kind of like in the May, June july and obviously that's my busiest season so it's right it's always hard to try to make the whole series and try to compete for points which sucks but right and and on top of just the world the way it's going now it's just getting so expensive to make the trips and stuff you oh my gosh it's, yeah it's, it's absolutely crazy i can't that's imagine that figuring up figuring up fuel and we ended up getting a hotel and i just figure in at least a some parts and tire or something, some kind of cost in there. And it's just, gosh, it's, it's an expensive weekend. Yeah. But it's a ball and it's, yeah, yeah. like you said, Sear puts on, they put on a good race and trying to make they it. They really do. And it's, it's awesome that you can make it kind of a one day, one day event. You could leave Friday night, race Saturday and be back Saturday night. Yeah. Well, That's... and if you're insane, like Marty, he, Marty left at about 2 a.m., on on a saturday morning and rolled really? in and then yep left right after the race so he was oh up for gosh. a good yeah he's he's an animal wow yeah i couldn't have done that there's no way yeah me neither <laughs> well yeah. we uh dude, i appreciate you taking the time and and kind of giving us a gold rider top tier perspective is there anybody uh any sponsors you want to shout out or anybody you want to thank um yeah I'd, I'd like to thank uh kenda 
um, Garnet Boots, FMF, Brad at TBT Suspension, um, New Tech Nitro Mooses, and XC Gear. Awesome, dude. Uh, they all uh, help me out. It makes uh, parts a little less expensive throughout the year, which which helps a lot. Right, especially especially uh, nowadays. Yes. Yeah. Biggest one's tires. I mean, it, shoot, it seems like I'm going through tires every couple hours. <laughs> yeah, over over at your house, that tire pit is it gets it gets bigger every time I'm over there. Yeah, yeah, it's I almost want to get rid of that because then you're always looking at how much money you're wasting. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, buddy, we I hope I hope to see you at the next one, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you later. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you. See you. Dude.